Chapter 1 Chris is here, Quintel's mom, Gloria called. Looking up, Quintel saw the tall, thin figure gliding out of the rideshare car up the sidewalk and up to the door. He knocked once when Quintel opened it. Yes, you're here, Quintel exclaimed. The two of them were preparing for a long drive to Boston, Massachusetts, where they had rented an apartment. It was both of their first time living out of their parents' home, and they were very excited. Living in Derby, Vermont, Chris and Quintel had only been to Boston a handful of times, but each time only made them grow more and more in love with its history and culture. So much so, that two weeks prior they decided to move there together. They had both been saving up money since the moment they had started their first jobs, which happens to be where they first met. Quintel, a pale redhead, had been cooped up most of his life. He had kept a secret for so many years, it had only accelerated the anxiety he already had. The secret? Not so simple to put to words. But one day he finally did. His mom and dad had noticed the spike in his anxiety, which usually manifested itself in the form of fast talking and general exclusion from activities he had really enjoyed in the past. He hadn't shown up for Wednesday movie night. He hadn't shown up for any meals either. When his dad got home from work and his mom from Bible study, they had crept upstairs to Quintel's room, where they found him crying in his bed. His dad, Brian, tapped his knuckle lightly, like, tapped his knuckle lightly on the door, making Quintel stiffen. That night, after hours of deflection and misdirection, he came out. A weight dropped off his shoulders. For the first time in what seemed like forever, he felt freed, freed from guilt. Freed from pain, freed from fear. He had let go of what had been keeping him back. He had revealed what had been the greatest source of anxiety for him. But it had only lasted a moment. After sharing his secret, Quintel had kept his head down, not looking at his parents for fear of rejection. His muscles relaxed for a moment after he said it, but once he caught their gaze, he knew it wasn't over. Their expression was riddled with shock and disappointment. Quintel had expected the process to be anything but smooth, but these expressions, but not these expressions. His family was very close, sharing everything together, but it appeared as though this had crossed some sort of line. It felt like a betrayal of some kind. It somehow made the pit in Quintel's stomach fall even deeper than it had before. And in the coming days and weeks, it didn't get better. Quintel, becoming more shut off than before, sought out a place where he could be himself. He f applied for a position at a local bookstore because fantasy worlds and fictional hellscapes, because fantasy worlds and fictional hellscapes somehow seemed more inviting than staying home all weekend. Since he was out of school, he had a lot of free time on his hands. He needed something to fill that void. So he started to work at the bookstore. Having all the inspiration he could ever want just at his fingertips, Quintel started to get back into what had given him so much joy in school, writing. Grammar and creative, grammar and creative writing had been his favorite courses in high school, giving him an escape from the torture that was keeping his sexuality a, a secret. But that was where the similarities between Quintel and Chris ended. While Quintel could come up with scenario after scenario and character trait after character trait until the cows came home, Chris excelled at visualization. For his 16th birthday, Chris had been given a 3D printer. The high school he attended had one, but each student only had a limit of one print each semester. This way, he could explore iterative design and learn the basics more efficiently. Chris loved sculpture. A gateway drug, he joked to Quintel the first time they started talking about it. 
I just love how you can bring anything to life in the real world with nothing but your own two hands. For some reason, it seems to come naturally to me. Subtlety was not Chris's strong suit, but that didn't matter to Quintel. What first drew him to Chris was his unapologetic love for three things. Anime, Stephen King, and most importantly, unicorns. It was that first moment that they had met, while working at the bookstore, that they knew they would be best friends. Chris was wearing a vintage The Shining t-shirt, with a unicorn headband on. Quintel, dressed less impressively, approached Chris and struck up a conversation. What ensued turned into a friendship that Quintel could have only dreamed of. Someone who was interested in the same things, but had their own skills that they could share and help the two grow from. So here they were. Seven years later, moving out together to the most magical place either had been. Boston. Home of history, hustle and bustle, and people watching. Quintel's favorite pastime, besides binging the newest season of anime. Chris arrived at Quintel's house, suitcases in tow, promptly at 8 a.m. They would be taking Quintel's car, as Chris's 97 Buick might not make the journey. After inviting him in, Quintel and Chris headed upstairs to Quintel's room, moving quickly past the judging gaze from his mom. Even though Quintel and Chris were both gay, they were just friends. Just friends. But, Quintel, but Quintel's mom couldn't seem to wrap her head around the idea. She had spoken many times to Quintel about not having a boy in his room alone with the doors closed, and every time it turned into a shouting match, where Quintel would say that his mom was jumping to conclusions and being unreasonable, and his mom would come back with how wrong it looked, which was as bad as doing it for real. Thankfully, this time she kept her opinions quiet, probably because Quintel's grandparents were visiting to send Quintel off. She didn't want to get his grandmother worked up, since her new heart had just been since her heart had been giving her trouble the past few years. Once they were upstairs, Quintel shut the door and continued packing his last suitcase. Chris took a seat on the bed, giddy with excitement. "'Can you believe this day has finally arrived?' he said, almost bouncing off the bed. Quintel smiled at his enthusiasm and made his way to the closet. "'I almost can't. I've wanted to move out for so long, even before coming out, but I didn't know if this would ever happen. But here we are, and today's the day!' Quintel grabbed the last dress shirt he had and folded it neatly, placing it on top of the pile he'd built in the big suitcase that was on the floor. "'Were you able to fit everything into four suitcases?' Quintel asked. "'Nearly,' Chris responded. "'But I had to leave behind some manga to fit all of my movies in. Didn't want to leave behind The Wizard of Oz, now would I?' Chris had a special place in his heart for The Wizard of Oz. It meant a lot to him. It was one of the first few films he saw as a young kid, and it had brought him a lot of hope when his life had been extremely dark. Chris was adopted when he was seven years old. His biological parents were drug dealers, and he had made a few business were drug dealers and had made a few business deals with some very dangerous people. One night, Chris was left home alone with his parents. One night, Chris was left alone while his parents went out. Not two hours later, his mom ran into the apartment they lived in and rushed Chris to grab some clothes and to quietly follow her down the fire escape. They made it a few blocks down the road on foot when two police cars stopped him and his mom. The cops, the cops put her in handcuffs and separated them into, into the two cars. That night, Chris was brought to a, that night Chris was brought to a foster house while his mother was kept at a local jail wait, awaiting a court date. Apparently, when Chris's parents left that night, they had gone to buy some drugs when their dealer pulled a gun on them. 
there had been a struggle, and the gun ended up going off, killing the dealer. Chris's dad had been seen by someone walking by, so he had Chris's mom return to the apartment to hide Chris in safety. Although Chris's dad had tried to disappear, he had been caught by the police on charge of murder. Chris's mom was charged with being an accomplice, and Chris was put in foster care for his own safety. He didn't have any nearby family, and the only relative his family did have was in a nursing home across the country. Following a ruling that following March, Chris was officially placed in the foster care system for adoption. He stayed there for two years before being adopted by a doctor and his wife. Before being adopted by a doctor and her wife. His moms had already adopted a girl, Shelley, who was 15. The three of them welcomed him warmly, making sure the transition was as smooth as possible. A few months before he turned 12, the whole family moved from Arizona to Vermont, since Cheryl, the doc mom, had always wanted to live there, and she was finally able to start her own clinic. Chris and Shelley started school, and promptly after finishing high school, Chris applied to work at the bookstore in town, and not five months later did Quintel start working there, and their friendship began. Chris had explained what Oz meant to him. Dorothy had experienced sadness and neglected home, and if she hadn't had that tornado tear, her, tear up her home, she would have never met the lion, tinman, and scarecrow. Chris viewed the story as an allegory for his own, with the tornado being his placement in foster care, and Dorothy's friends being the new family he had found. Therefore, the manga had to stay. He loved the manga dearly, but it could wait for him to return on a vacation. Quintel finished packing, and he and Chris took his suitcases downstairs to the garage, loading them onto the back street, loading them into the back seat of his car. It only barely fit, but they had left the, f the back of the car for Chris's things. Well, that should be everything. We can't fit much more, but at least we've got the important stuff. We can get the essentials once they're. We can get the essentials once we're there and settled in. Absolutely, Chris agreed. And anyways, we wouldn't want anything to, too fragile for the, too fragile for the drive. It probably, it'd probably break halfway there with how you drive. Chris joked, jabbing Quintel in the ribs. My driving is impeccable, Quintel responded, feigning shock. It's your driving that should be scrutinized, what with you driving that junk bucket everywhere. You mock me, sir, Chris said, lowering his... You mock me, sir, Chris said, lowering his voice to a medieval English accent. For that, I challenge you to a duel. Chris grabbed a nearby broom, and Quintel grabbed a dowel from his dad's workbench. On guard, Quintel said, taking a sidewalk... Quintel said, taking a sideward stance and folding his, and holding his weapon towards his adversary. Chris raised his as well, and the battle began. Their swords clashed twice, and Chris advanced a few steps. Quintel retreated, running around the car with Chris in pursuit. Round and round they went, occasionally turning round, occasionally turning to clash swords again. Finally, Quintel saw his chance and stabbed at Chris. Catching the dowel under his arm, he collapsed, breathing heavily. Very well, Sir Fortnugget. You have won. He collapsed more, moaning in an almost sexual manner. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay, you win, Quintel said, while backing away and folding his, holding his hands up in the air. Chris grinned and stood up, putting the dowel back. Putting the dowel and broom back where they belonged. Just then, Quintel's mom opened the door, adjoining the. Just then, Quintel's mom opened the door, adjoining the house to the garage. Come on, Quintel. Grand and Gramps are leaving in a moment, and they want to say goodbye. She closed the door, and Quintel and Chris started giggling uncontrollably, since Chris had been moaning not seconds earlier. Quintel hopped up the few steps to the door his mom had appeared at, 
opening it and walking to the front door where his grandparents were preparing to leave. Have a safe drive, Quintel said, leaning against the edge of the wall. I'm sorry, I didn't, I don't know what, what that was. <laughs> I wrote it weird. I meant to say. Have a safe drive, Quintel's grandparents said, leaning against the edge of the wall that enclosed. Have a safe drive, Quintel's grandparents said, while he leaned against the edge of the wall that enclosed the stairway to the second floor. And you better be good, he joked. You too, Quintel's gram joked back. You better be on your lookout for some beautiful girl in Boston. I'm sure you'll have no problem since you're so handsome yourself. He'll find someone for sure, Chris chimed in. People will be lining up down the block. People will be lining up and down the block for such a catch. Even men would be lucky to get to set. <laughs> Even men would be lucky to get such a guy. That comment got a look from Quintel's mom. A look with wide eyes, a furrowed brow, and pursed lips. She mouthed, Don't. Just don't, to Quintel, who pursed his lips and, and rolled his eyes. His mom needn't worry. He had no intention of coming out to them. Since his parents had reacted so badly, he didn't want to risk alienating any more of his family. His grandparents didn't need to know, and neither did Rich. Rich was Quintel's brother. He'd enrolled in the military when he turned 18, and if what Quintel knew about the army was true, Rich wouldn't take the news well either. After all, the government had just banned transgender people from ser serving in the military months earlier. It didn't seem as though the military cultivated a culture that would be responsive to it, let alone even talk about such things. He didn't know how Rich felt for certain things. He didn't know how... He didn't know how Rich felt for certain... He didn't know how... <laughs> now he sound like James Charles. He didn't know how Rich f felt for certain, since it had been... He didn't know how Rich felt for certain, since he'd been deployed to Afghanistan for the past 14 months. But on the chance he wouldn't be okay with it, Quintel thought it best to keep the status quo unchanged with him as well. Don't worry, you guys, Quintel told his grandparents as they walked out the door, giving them a quick hug. Chris and I are going to have a blast living there. We've been looking forward to this day for years now. Well, here's to your safe journey and success in Boston. Quintel's gramps said, squeezing his shoulder and shaking Chris's hand. Keep him safe and out of trouble, will you? He said, winking at Chris. Oof, that's a tough order, but I'll do my best. You can guarantee that, he responded, shaking his hand back and smiling. End of chapter one.